besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Welcome back to the Overnight Crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. Paul Sebastiani here with you, and it is Caulfield Cup Day tomorrow. We are definitely going to be getting some racing underway at Caulfield, despite the treacherous weather uh, across Melbourne over the last couple of days. But joining us on the line, I think he's got the uh, Aqualung attached. It's uh, Racetrack Ralphie, Ralph Horowitz. Uh, very good evening to you, Ralphie. Yeah, g'day, Paul. I hope, uh, hope tomorrow we can uh, we can have something nearly as good as last week with Animo and, and some of the other highlights with the Blue Jackets. And um, more to the point, as long as we can find a way on the Corfu Cup, we don't really care about it. We're good, bad or indifferent. <laughs> That's, as as exactly we right. That's, That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Now, speaking of self-interest, did you have you walked the track? Did you find any security guards that actually knew, uh, <laughs> knew Caulfield had a racetrack around it? I uh, couldn't be bothered. No. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, though. It's don't be surprised if the tracks, you know, just uh, not completely heavy. So yep. obviously we need some luck overnight. But looking at the radar, but, uh, there's a chance that it's going to miss. And in that case, that track just drains remarkably. This time last week, when we were talking, we thought we we're doing very wet track form, and in the end, it played borderline good. So that's uh, it, it's all credit to the infrastructure they got in place there. So really, if uh, we we don't need to be worrying about bottomless uh, conditions, and that that's good because it'll be safe racing and hopefully uh, hopefully it can help us uh, uh, fine-tune our thinking a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I think tomorrow we've got uh, forecasts sort of 16, 17 degrees and we don't really have much rain yeah. about, which is which is very good. should make for a lovely day of racing. But uh, all right, let's start on this Caulfield Cup. We'll go through our little runner-by-runner runner guide and we'll start with uh, with the top weight, Gold Trip. Uh, he was the favourite in the Turville Stakes, albeit a beaten one, and he comes up $15. Uh, chances, I mean... People are going to be saying, oh, the weight swing with uh, Smoke and Romans means he can't win. But I think based on maybe numbers and what he's done on a heavy track overseas, he could uh, he could be in with a chance. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's, a, there's a pretty good argument to say he's the best horse in the race. So that's a nice starting point. He, always, uh, he may as well have talent on side. <laughs> uh, can he peak tomorrow? And um, How can you say the stable can't get their horse right? So I think you're getting very good odds about a horse just because of the weight swing. And, um, you know, the argument can be made for another day about how important weight is or isn't. I'm a bit of a weight sceptic. And uh, all I can say is this time last year, or 50 weeks back, uh, Fenry Elegant was $26 because apparently it was poorly weighted so, <laughs> when it won the Melbourne Cup. So I think long term, you're better off ignoring weight, and just looking at talent. And uh, and that puts this horse right in the race. So the fact that he was twice favourite these last two starts against Smoke and Roman, the favourite, uh, means you've got to give him some respect. Yep, absolutely. Uh, number two, another horse who has just been purely set for this race is Dewar. Uh, around about the $17 quote. He seemed a good run in behind Smoke and Romans in the turbo getting ready for this race. What do you make of his chances? Her chances. Her yeah. chances, yes, sorry. So, so, um, so this is a real talent and... Keep in mind, it was favourite for the sorry for the Caulfield Cup pretty much since the winter, mm -hmm. and then just because of the Turnbull Stakes, uh, it's now right out the gate. I'm very sceptical about that. I mean, you know, uh, it's not a cliche to say Edward's grandfather Bart did this a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, horses that were just set for one race, 
They peaked on grand final day, and this is all this horse has been set for. The race shape was totally against it in that, that circle. Uh, on it, uh, again, I've mentioned about how you know the track won't be bottomless. She's she's got performances on that type of going, so I'd be very careful of riding off this horse on one run that was very forgivable. Yep. Okay. So do you ask? She still uh, still seems a fairly decent chance, just given this has been her target race. The one that I've really been looking at after doing the form, and I just can't get my eyes away from him, is uh, is Knight's Order. Seems to map pretty well in this race. I know he's drawn out deep, but he'll press forward with Tim Clark. He's been sort of 16s into $10. Uh, his chance in the race, he might be able to lead all the way. I know Gay up in distance is always, is always a big green tick. Yeah, so this is where I think it's been overbet. Mm-hmm. Now, after after race, who cares if you're either right or wrong, right? So, Correct. So this, is, <laughs> this is important. So before the race, what's my thoughts? Well, if it was a heavy 10, then I'm a So uh, particularly, you know, if you're just sort of tuning into the sport at this time of year, there's 10, 10 gradients. So if it's as heavy as it possibly can be, he he deserves to be $10. But if it's like, you know, a 7 or 8, maybe even a 6, you know, as you said, fine weather, race 9, um, this horse should not be really deep in the market at all. Mm-hmm. So he's just a, he's a really uh, tough, old horse who gets out in front, tries his best, and when conditions are suit, they just can't catch him. That's how he won a Sydney Cup. But that was a... That was really on our that was effectively a heavy twelve or thirteen or fourteen. So it's not gonna get that tomorrow. If he leads throughout, you know, there's Gay Wardhouse again and good on her, she's a star, but I just don't think he is good enough to do that tomorrow and I could be wrong because that's the caper. Yeah. I think the I think the key with him is to keep an eye on the track and yeah. and exactly what it's doing and what the weather's doing. Uh, another one who's coming uh, down from Sydney Way, five year old man by the name of Montefilia. Uh, to the eye, she seemed Pretty disappointing last start, despite being really hard in the market uh, behind the likes of uh, Cascadian and Numerian. What do you make of, of her chances? She was okay in the Caulfield Cup last year. Probably the best roughie. So mm-hmm. when you look at the Caulfield Cup last year, it sounds like I'm going to give everything a wrap. I'm not. <laughs> but a lot of these horses have come off very slow races, and I mean slow tempo. Uh she came off a fast tempo race and she was only second up. So she was entitled to gas out. And when horses gas out uh, late, sometimes it can accentuate the mar- the margin as to what the true merit of the performance was, yeah, because they're just so fatigued. So she's going to come right on fitness-wise. She's matched very, very elegant on a wet track in the autumn. So that's pretty real form. And, you know, really was pretty short favourite that day. And Montefiore was fair and square and it couldn't be wet enough. So... And on top of that, she's got good form on top of the ground, winning the Metropolitan. As you said, a little bit plain last year, but also I think incentivised would start at dollar fifty in this. <laughs> so he'd, he'd be, you know, he'd smash all these as well. So I think she's the best ruffie in the race. Okay, there we go. So Monophilia, best ruffie in the race, and finishing ahead of her last start was Numerian. I mean, yeah, looks. I mean, for, from my point of view, I think the twelve dollars seems unders. To be fair. Yeah, well, I mean, as I said, I've, I've given a few wraps, so there's, there's a couple I've got her both. I think uh, I think that's probably his level, whereas I think Montefiore's got more to, more to give from, from last start. Um, he's not impossible, but uh, he's one I will oppose. Yep, uh, non-conformist number six for Graham Begg and Geordie Childs. Ran second in the Cup last year behind Incentivise. It's been building well, comes out of the, comes out of the might and power, but was long odds last start. 
Paul, I'll find the Tasmanian tiger before I find this stable. Uh, they always beat me. <laughs> That's a very good call. I'll give you that. I'll hand you that one. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, they find themselves because when they when the, when the money goes on, they're very they're very really far away. Uh, this horse had a long gap from the Caulfield Cup, and as you said, three not much runs. I did say to you last week, I said don't be surprised if it and better run good races because they're going to be strong late, and that's what they've both done. So. You cannot possibly fault the horse, uh, you know, whether he's absolutely good enough on the day. Uh, there's a the, there's the question, but I think he's going to run to his best. I got that feeling, though, that he's a 2,000 horse at his very best. Mm-hmm. And last year, you know, he just got beaten by probability over 2,000 the way freight. So he ran better last last year in the stakes race and was still, you know, beaten pretty comfortably by incentivise. And as I said, I, under, I underline that incentivise will probably do the same this year. But um, but that sort of puts him in the mix. Can't knock him, but he's probably more top. I'll put him into a trifecta role. Okay. I won't be with for the win. Yep, okay, beautiful. Uh, the, the one, Probably one of the more intriguing runners, and I think he's got him going beautifully, does Danny O'Brien is... Uh, ex-Melbourne Cup winner, Val and Declare. Uh, how, what are his sort of wet track credentials? I know the numbers say that, you know, he's one start on a heavy track for no win or no placing, and his soft track form says seven starts for only two wins. But that could be a case of where the numbers lie because this horse seems to be going uh, much better than he has been in the last two campaigns. Exactly. So whatever he's done or whatever issues he had, he's obviously had a you know a little tidy up and clean up, and he's, he's enjoying his racing. Um, he's always been a big track horse, and so even when he was airborne, and you know he probably needs that that failure. On, I think it was in the Caulfield Cup was the very wet track you spoke about. So he's probably going to get similar conditions tomorrow. He is going well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he runs well here and then has to win the uh, the Lexus on Derby Day to get into the Melbourne Cup, and he probably will um, because if, if he can hold his form. So he'll be a thereabouts runner, but I'll, I will oppose him from a win perspective. Okay. Uh, number eight, no, no compromise, the winner of the Metrop. That form line doesn't usually stack up in these type of races, but, I mean, we can't really doubt Chris Waller, can we? Yeah, it goes right that time. Uh, so, yeah, it was a pretty wet track. It was a phenomenal, uh, it was a weird race show because they, they just went at a hurdle speed and now the 800, the Bunsen burners came on. There, there's a bit of a chance under that circumstance it could be flat. Um, and, you know, as I said, it was it was sort of a weakish metropolitan. Um, he's, he's in that huge group and there's not many that I'll say can't win, uh, but there's just some, you know, in the end you've got to make it decision one way or another and I will be opposing okay uh number nine allegro a little bit of a gap between runs but uh comes up twelve dollars for the blue army yeah he's one I reckon wetter the better and a bit softer probably puts him out of the market a little bit more so in other words you know probably floats between sort of ten and and sixteen dollars which of course means he can win however the track's presented but I think very wet would suit him. I prefer Benno from a matchup perspective. I know he beat Benno last up, but Benno got the blinkers on last week and clearly was set for this. And uh, Benno beat him fair and square in the derby as well, albeit not by much. And that was on bottomless ground as well. So uh, I think if it's a bog heavy, Benno. If it's not bog heavy, I think he's more more sort of your, your wider chance. Yeah, actually, that's a good, good segue into the next horse, which is Benno. He's. He's actually my on-top pick. I think he's running the uh, Might and Power is actually really nice. And look, I know he's drawn a little bit wide, but I think just what we saw on Thousand Giddies Day, he might actually be in the better part if Regan Bayless can be nice and positive away from the barrier, purely set for the race. Uh, what do you make of his of his chances, of his winning chances? 
Oh, I hope you're a good judge for Yeah, I, I, I can't fault those. Absolutely yeah. can't fault him. And he's set, he set for this. I think he's going to get a little bit of a price because he's won one race. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and one of one of Vince's great lines, the stats are static. Um, the, you know, it doesn't mean that he's not going to win tomorrow just because he's only won one race. Uh, he's set for this. He um, His only previous 2,400 run was on a wet track in the AJC Derby, won by a Totsu, who unfortunately uh, is, we're not seeing this spring. But that was pretty serious for I think it was was it eight lengths to the fourth horse with those three in the finish. About that, yeah, <laughs> they got <Yeah>. the rest. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the blinkers on last week, quick back up. Uh, yeah, oh, one thing, one of the many things I've learned from Vince is is you don't want ideally for a quick back up as a slow tempo race, and that's what he got last time. So I think he's going to improve again. The performance was terrific, and. I do think the wide barrier will be an advantage uh, because you know there'll be a lot of traffic by that race. Um, the uh, was it the, what was the Japanese horse for, for the Damien Lane? Oh, Murder the Glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, where was he? He was sort of you know targeted right down the outside. Mm-hmm. I think I think that'll be the best part of the track. So I'd uh, I'd much prefer the the outside to the inside. There you go of, of, the, of the two. And uh, and yeah, I think you're going to get a nice price for horse who should run very very well. Beautiful, beautiful. Yep, uh, definitely share those sentiments. Hopefully, he can win for win for my kick. Uh, let's go through the next sort of four or five horses. Inspirational girls. She probably needs a wet track. Then you've got Maximal Sound, Shapata, and Crystal Pegasus. They're all at, at very very long odds in this race. Are any of those a any of those a chance to maybe surprise? I'm just not sure. Inspirational girl. Uh... On um, 2400 and/or on anything other than a rock art track, that mm-hmm. her, her, she's probably as good as any horse in the field on pure class. Those two Perth wins were unbelievable in 2020, and she was probably set to, you know, go pretty close in the All Star Mile in the autumn, but she just uh, didn't get the rock art track. So I think mean, she's better under that circumstance. The other three, as I said, there's not many. I'll just say you just completely make up the numbers uh, as far as a multi is concerned. From a win perspective, I've got to oppose them. Yep, definitely. Uh, let's go around the favourite. We'll go to the last three: Charlie Rose, Durston, and Macram. They're all all long odds. Could you know, maybe Durston potentially with fifty one and a half at those odds could run a race out of out of those three. Not with mine. No, nah. yep. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. All right, let's get on to this favourite. Smoking Romans. Uh, he had the Aqualung when he was at Caulfield uh, a couple of starts ago when winning the Naturalism. He obviously gets this. This weight swing uh, uh, off uh, Gold Trip. He's been heavily backed already for 60 into 380. You would think if he runs up to what he's done and shows natural improvement that he, he's obviously hard in the market for a reason. But uh, I think from my perspective, I don't know about yourself, but I think 380 look pretty, pretty rock bottom odds. Yeah, absolutely. So... The thing he said the perfect run the last two starts uh, in the two million was twenty one dollars. So was the market that wrong? So then everyone looks at the weight swing. Okay, yep. Sometimes you're going to be right. Sometimes you're going to be wrong. But it's very very short price. Here's the problem: it's going to get the perfect run again. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Jamie Carr's a star, and Ma Eustace's trainers are stars. So my my sort of uh, gut feel as far as saying, well, it's under the odds. 
but do I want to lose on a horse that's going so well with such a good jockey, with such good trainers? I don't. So I think it's probably, you know, personally, you know, save on, on yes. save on him and uh, and try and get it beaten with a couple of others that, uh, that are, you know, a bit of better prices. But I just don't think it's got the profile that you want to say, well, because I think it's too short, um, I, I'm prepared to lose money on it. I, yeah. I prefer not to do that. Absolutely spot on. I think, yeah, from my betting play, and you can check them out at sen.com.au, Paul's punning plays. I had... I had Benno and uh, Knight's order from uh, from a win perspective, just from a betting perspective, and then the saver for me was was Smoke and Roman. So those are mine. My biggest result would be ten Benno, then the next Knight's order, just depending on what the track does, and then save on Smoke and Roman. So have you got anything else around the around the country for us? Maybe on uh, on Cup Day at Caulfield or uh, or up there in Sydney if they race the, the Everest. I know you you were you like Mars Crusade. I know your mate Wayne Hawks was. Uh, was pretty was pretty keen on him last week or earlier in the week. Uh, well, as look, as it, have you changed your mind with track. anything regarding the Everest? Yeah, well, look, you're getting a drawing track, so mm-hmm. that gives Mars Crusader every chance to run to his best. Well, you know, last year's forms were very real, where he he split uh, Nature Strip and Eduardo. Nature Strip, you know, it's even money. Well, does it, that means he's as much chance of winning as he is losing? Yeah, probably. Uh, it maybe should be a dollar ninety, dollar eighty. Take your pick. Uh, there's always two two forms of uh, of assessing whether you should uh, take short price odds. It's one, you know, do you think it'll win? And the other one is how much enjoyment will you get if you're only, you know, spending your five or ten dollars at a probation and then you double your money. So um, I, I think maybe the way to go about it is to is to uh, not lose if nature trip wins, but yeah, look for Mars Crusader to be storming home, and this time he might catch him. But, there we go. Um, it, it is a genuinely great race now. It's probably is as good a race as there is in the country, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the and it's for the sprinters. And Peter, all honest, Peter Volandi's finding a hole in the market to do that. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the Everest to be run uh, at Ramwick uh, on Saturday, in line with the Caulfield Cup, and may the fastest horse win. Let fast horses run fast, and uh, they'll be going lickety split in that race, which is worth uh, well, it's worth half the national debt the way uh, <laughs> the way the prize money set. But uh, Ralphie, we can find all your work at uh, Racetrack Ralphie dot com dot au you've got the uh did you want to give your, your little members uh uh members subscriptions a plug as well let the let the punters and an audience know how to how to subscribe to all those things oh good i mean my, if, if you want my stuff you know i don't have subscriptions but if people want to buy it or uh, support our podcast it's, it's great but uh but yeah happy to help you show and hopefully we're high-fiving it better and as i said the best roughly for mine is uh is monophilia beautiful fantastic mate well uh Hopefully we could you could see him as good as uh, as you did with Animo last week, and uh, hopefully we can uh, we can find a, find a winner for for you all on, on on Saturday. Pleasure doing it with you again, Ralphie. Cheers. Good night, Paul. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So we doubled it: chicken and Macca's together, and loving it. Ba da ba ba ba. Available after ten thirty a.m. for a limited time only.